Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's Vita Grill Economist coming to you live with my main man, El Cuco himself, working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, Rogue News. Dropcom. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. We're on multiple, multiple platforms and growing. Everything from iTunes to Google Podcasts, we are there right now. We're on TuneIn, and soon we'll be making our way to Spotify. I know CJ will be happy about that. <laughs> Just make my life easier. I know, I know, I know. Less I don't like apps on my phone. <laughs> so we'll be everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. Also, check out our paid sponsors, MyCBDEdibles.com. MyCBDEdibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. It's everywhere we want to be. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But anyway, <laughs> see, there's lots going on. But before we get into that, folks, I'm going to make an announcement real quick. So yesterday's program, which we were, we you know, we were putting on a clinic yesterday, Siege, were we not? We were, V. We were on fire. We were on fire. And then what did the powers that be do? They gave it, they smacked us right down, didn't they? I don't even think they allowed the replay to go up. I think they, they instantly kind of just shut it down. Yeah, I think um, they put us in the penalty box. So we'll be in the penalty box for the next seven days. And on the main channel, we cannot <clears throat> live stream. We cannot um, post anything. We're, we're, we're pretty much floating dead in the water for the next seven days. So here's what's going down. One of my partners and I, we've been investing heavily and in trying to make, and it's a pain in the ass, a lot of money, a lot of work, to make Rogue a brand outside of YouTube. And we've had it. We have absolutely had it. Okay? So this is how it's going to work. Rogue is going to be the place, and it's going to, you know, we're, you, you could download the, the website directly to your phone, you know, save it on, from your browser to your home screen, right, on your phone or whatever. <clears throat> Most phones, if you have a modern smartphone with iOS, you know, 13 or 14 and above, and you're running the latest Android phones, you or, or if you're just running the Chrome browser that's on your phone, or even, a, I think even Brave does this, you're running the modern browser on your phone, and you go to our website, roguenews.com, and you hit play, and you shut your phone off, you can still listen to the broadcast 
which will play in the background while your phone screen is off. So you'll, you can still listen to us. I know YouTube has that feature, and this is the reason why most people go to YouTube. So moving forward, when, when we get the new channel back, okay, which will be sometime this coming week, we're going to go on there for three minutes, early morning. And in three minutes, we're just going to promote what the hell we're going to talk about, all the topics we're going to cover. And then we're going to tell all of you, hey, guess what? Here's the deal. You know, we're going to be covering this. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be going live on roguenews.com at 11 a.m. Get over there right now, roguenews.com. Links are in the description box. And then we're going to get off. And at 11 a.m., you all, you want to hear what we're going to talk about? You want to support us? You want to, you know, be on, on board with what we got to do? It's going to be on roguenews.com. Now, we are tinkering with a, this new awesome software that we're working with. That's going to allow us to simulcast to over 10 platforms simultaneously at once. It would also allow us to record, store. I mean, it allow us to do like media byte, like MP3. I mean, it has everything. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty slick and it's beautiful. So we'll be playing around with that as well. Hopefully by this coming week, it should be ready. Uh, I'm going to get trained up on that. We're going to have CJ get trained up on that. So we'll be ready to rock and roll uh, come this following week. But in terms of having our entire content here on, 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 on the tube, yeah, we're done. We're done. Because as it's ridiculous when you work so damn hard, you know, and CJ and I, we, we do this because it's, it's, it's fun, it's a hobby, but it's still a lot of hard work. And to put all the hard work in for the last several years we've been doing it, and then to see it all, like, you know, smack down in the face, because of a few words, and Siege, we didn't say one anti-jab thing yesterday, did we? Well, I, you know, again, I think as it relates to to YouTube and the censorship, I mean, it's it's inevitable, right? I mean, we, you know, the the warning signs have been out like the last three or four years, so there's there's really no need to continue on that platform uh, altogether. Uh, I know everyone is making the best attempt to curve what they say to change the title to eliminate all those things. Um, my challenge is this and is wh why would you continue to, to feed the belly of the beast that continues with this censorship? And that's what frustrates me about, about certain channels that are on YouTube of people that I like, I like, but at the same time, those same people continue to run ads on their videos. It's like, it's like a double stand, you know, and, and again, it's, it's, you know, I, I won't judge. It's a free country. Do what the fuck you want. But why would you continue to a platform that runs ads on your videos? They make money. They pay you pennies on the dollar, but yet you stay on that platform. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Last 28 days, with all the suppressive views, last 28 days, we had over 115,000 views in the last 28 days. And I think we made like, you know, again, we, we made like $64, I think it was. Hey, V, real quick, yeah. just real quick, what I was going to say is that like, you know, any of the platforms that are out there, including Rumble, like in any platform that's out there that's continuing to allow monetization through ad revenue, it's it, the exact same thing that is going to happen eventually yep. to, to, the, to that platform. So Rumble, yep. any of those, because eventually what's going to happen is, that platform is going to get so big and the advertisers are going to be paying more and more and more money. And then they're going to start to scrutinize. 
So yep. and, and like Rumble is a perfect example. So so why would you waste all the time and energy to put all the content on the Rumble and do all these things? And eventually the advertisers are going to say, we didn't know we were advertising on that type of, of content. Ooh, we need to do something. So why spend five years, you know, one year, two years, time is money. Why spend all that time? You know, ad revenue on platforms on media is dead. It's, 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 it's over. Uh, it, it's more so individual, uh, you know, businesses that are developing products, you know, resources, people of like minds, like Gus says, whenever he advertises, you know, perpetual assets, like, no, those fucks were going to buy anything from him to begin with. So why right. cater to them? So the right. same thing. So the ad revenue is dead. It, it doesn't, ex- it doesn't exist. Everything's moving away from ad revenue. It's moving to subscription-based content. You know, even if it's a, whatever it is, the price point, that's, that's the direction that's going. And if you appreciate the content that's being produced and you, it, you know, then, then you support that work. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. You know, CJ hits the nail on the head. So we're going to build out Rogue as a platform because there's no way. Will we be on every platform? Yeah, we're going to be pushing onto every single platform out there. But our homestead is going to be roguenews.com because there's no way we're going to be putting all this hard work. And then, like what CJ said, you know, we, we, we're we on a platform. All of a sudden, that platform blows up. And all of a sudden, they get all corporate on us. And there you go. You're done. Right. And then you got the, all these other smaller platforms like BitChute and and all oh, steam it and all these other guys that are offering yeah you're gonna get crypto and d live you're gonna get some cryptos on the side some tokens yeah the government's coming down they're cracking down on all that stuff okay so now you know anybody who's you know creating tokens or minting tokens or creating some sort of a a, a crypto backing to what they're doing on their site that's just going to be like a, a, now you're dealing in securities the, the way the the government's trying to look at things so the best thing to do is is to build our own subscription base. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I don't know if that's going to be monthly, yearly. I have no idea. I don't know what kind of tiered packages, but one of the things that's being postulated is like, look, our VI- we're going to have a VIP pack. Uh, you buy the pack, and along with the purchase, you're going to get a, I think, a 45-minute uh, session one-on-one with me. You, you can talk to me. You can hire me out as your consultant, and we can consult together. On whatever you need, you want a strategy on how to, you know, um, move money, how to how to you know, you know, move assets, this, that, and the other. How to structure, how to get gold properly, how to, you know, do things the right way. Well, I'm going to be available. That's one of the things that are being kicked around there, and I think it's going to sweeten the deal uh, a little bit more than the than just the typical. Here's like your five bucks a month kind of deal, you know. So, we're gonna yeah, it's more of a cool. it's more of a community based type you know, program that we're, you know, building, engaging, engaging our audience, our, our community, uh, those that supporting and, and, and providing valuable tools and, and resources. I think that's the future. The future is about the community and, and creating that type of effect with, uh, with your people that, that support us. Uh, one of the reasons why we, we launched the discord is to make it a little bit more of a, of a personal connection. I know I enjoy the conversations, the, the, the posts that are in there. I, I literally probably could spend at least eight hours a day in there because people are posting so much in there and, it, and it's fun to do. But um, I have to turn it off occasionally because, you know, eventually the bills have to be paid. <laughs> I have to get some work done, B. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so that's what's going to be looking like going forward with Rogue. We're going to do a little sizzle content in the, you know, in the morning way before our show. We're going to be. Putin Holland be like, yo, come on down, roguenews.com, links in the description box. And you guys want to listen to us, it's gonna be right on the rogue news. 
we're gonna do it that way. We're just gonna come out with some some creative ways as well. Anyway, Siege, let's get into the show. Let's get let's get it cracking over here. What do you want to start with, Siege? Well, I think I I, I think in part that and we knew this that it was coming be that most people are understanding that you know right now during this time period we're just gonna see you know an extreme effort for the government for people to really try to push forward this narrative in regards to uh, the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. And it's, and again, it's, it's literally becoming the, uh, the effort to really divide and conquer us. No similar to that they do with politics between Republican and Democrats. So we're going to see that ramped up V and there's no doubt that when you look at the numbers that are being reported from the CDC when you look at the numbers between the hospitalization of the unvaxxed versus the vax, there's a concentrated effort again, V, like we knew that they would do to manipulate that data. Absolutely, 100%. And here's the latest, okay? A brand new study is calling into question how reliable and meaningful of a number of patients hospitalized with the COOF in the U.S. is. COOF hospitalizations, the most common metric heard when discussing the seriousness of the the demic may not be as nearly meaningful of a number as many once thought. And don't take it from us, The Atlantic published a stunning piece. On Tuesday, citing a new study that suggests almost half of those hospitalized with the COOF have mild or asymptomatic cases. The Atlantic had formerly called the COOF hospitalizations the most reliable pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I can't even say the P word. The most reliable, uh, what do you want to call it? Plague number? Well, we can take this down straight from, you know, we're simulcasting everywhere. We can take it straight down. So whatever right, right. whatever you want to say. Good. Yeah, we'll take it straight down. Yeah, unfiltered. The most unreliable, the most reliable pandemic number last winter. Now, after a nationwide study of hospitalizations records was released, the publication is walking back its fervor on that statement. Researchers from where, CJ? Were these researchers from uh, uh, Guadalajara University of... Uh, is, are they from there, Siege? <laughs> are these researchers from uh, Papua New Guinea uh, 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 Institute of Medicine? No. They're from Harvard Medical School. They're from Tufts Medical Center. And Veterans Affairs Healthcare System. They took on the task of trying to figure out how serious COVID cases were in those hospitalized and how many people counted as COVID hospitalizations were actually in the hospital for COVID versus getting a COVID test after being admitted to on, you know, for something else. The study analyzed the electronic records for nearly 50,000 COVID hospital admissions at more than 100 VA hospitals across the country. The Atlantic wrote that it had checked to see whether each patient required supplemental oxygen or had a blood oxygen level below 94 in order to try and determine if the cases meet the NIH's threshold for severe COVID. What the study found was that from March 2020 to January 2021, 36% of COVID cases in the hospital were mild or asymptomatic. And from January 2021 to June 2021, during the Delta variant, that number rose all the way to 48%. In other words, your Delta strain siege that everybody was, was literally crapping in their beds for 
was even more mild than the original strain of the Kuf. Mm. For vaccinated mm. hospital patients, the number rose to a stunning 57%. The Atlantic put it in their own words. The study suggests that roughly half of all the hospitalized patients showing up on the COVID data dashboards in 2021 may have been admitted for another reason entirely <laughs> or had a mild presentation of the disease. Boom. <laughs> what did I tell you, Siege? The stupid PCR tests. Okay? The stupid PCR tests where you are going in for a heart attack. Oh, we got to test you for COVID. Oh, you're COVID positive. You're dead of a heart attack. You know, he's He went in for, for not the heart attack. He went in for COVID. He tested positive for COVID. Now he's dead from COVID. No, he died of a heart attack. The person dying of cancer is COVID. The person eaten by a shark is COVID. The person who went skydiving and fell to his death is COVID. The person who got ran over on his electric scooter because he's a, he's a fruit knob and he shouldn't be driving around in an electric scooter died from COVID. Everything's COVID. And it's incredible to see that all these hospitalizations are like such an overinflated number. And the whole narrative begins to fall apart, Siege. Yes. Yes, I mean, and the, the difficulty is, V, anytime that we state facts, right? State facts, when we state data, research, everyone wants to take a look at it and say, well, where did it come from? What's happening? And And I'm glad that The Atlantic put this out because it, you know, yes, in regards to credibility. And, and we do need to be mindful and careful of that as well, V. Like there's a lot of memes being created. There's a lot of numbers being pumped out there. And there's going to be a concentrated effort to really discredit even our work, right? So so we got to be careful. And, and I'm not saying we have to fact check everything. Um, like, you know, I'm going to go look at this data. Um, there was a, a very popular YouTube platform and, and utmost respect for him, but uh, there was a meme that went out and a lot of people grabbed it and, and put it out. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that on my social feed. I want to go do a little bit of research and the, and the numbers were off. The numbers were truly off. So I went to the uh, CDC website, the, who to t- t- take a look at the hard data that the CDC uh, represented. And here, here were the true numbers of what I was able to gather from the CD si- CDC side of what they reported for uh, COVID hospitalizations benchmark year over year. And, and here was that, that data. So in September 1st of, of 2020, new COVID cases represented 39,442 persons. Mm. No vaccination during that time period. Mm. A year later, V, a year later, September 1st, and being mindful that over 177 million people have been vaccinated New COVID cases now are are at 184,746. Mm. How does that happen? Mm. <laughs> that they they screwed up, B. They screwed up because not only like what this report is saying from the intercept, or maybe that's not the where it came from, that that they're taking a look at a lot of these cases and people that were admitted were admitted for something else, and they later on said, label it COVID. We need to yep. label that COVID. Uh, because that's the right thing, but they overstated their numbers. They they screwed up, and that's what they do. They lie. Every bit of information that you're getting from the government, from the CDC, I shouldn't say every bit, majority, is lies, yeah. is falsehood. It's, a, it's, it's supporting an idea and narrative that they want you to be brainwashed to believe, and that's what central government does. They, they lie to people, and this is a perfect example, and I took these numbers straight from the CDC website. I went there, and I mm-hmm. spent 
an hour and it's an hour of my life that I will never get back <laughs> to get this data that showed this, that 184,000 people have new COVID cases this year. And last year was only 39,442. So they overstated their numbers. They went, they went too far. They always do that. They always go way too far. They overshoot their numbers. If you're, if you're going to lie, do it well. <laughs> and they exactly. can't even lie and do a good job of it. Being. You want to know? So, see, do you remember why they do this? Do you remember back in like early? I think it was uh, uh, March when the whole world went into lockdown. Do you remember what you and I talked about when, as soon as the news broke? These people have a financial incentive. If you hmm. label a person with COVID, that is four thousand dollars. Okay, four thousand dollars for labeling COVID on a patient's death certificate or whatnot. $40,000 if you throw them on a vent. So there's a financial incentive. This is what's sick, man. This is why, we know, uh, there's a lot of raging um, debate. And I haven't been, I, I mean, personally, I've been so incredibly busy with everything else that I'm doing. I haven't had the time to really immerse myself in it. But there's a raging debate between universal health care and the current healthcare system that we have in this country. And I'm not a fan of universal healthcare as being proposed by most Western governments. I'm not a fan of it at all, period. I think it's, it's, it's terrible. But that being said, the current system of for-profit healthcare has transformed healthcare mm. into death care. When you have a financial incentive to kill people, mm. you're going to kill them. When you have a financial incentive to label something COVID when it's not, you're going to do it. When you have an opportunity where a person, and there's been cases, as soon as the person's blood oxygen level is below 94, right, uh, and they could still kind of resuscitate and bring themselves back, you know, utilizing some respiratory therapies, there are patients that were immediately thrown on vents, their lungs were blown out, and they were killed. Because there's a financial incentive to kill you. There's a financial incentive to keep you sick. There's a financial incentive to have you in the most ill health possible. That's not healthcare, folks. That's not healthcare. Mm. And we spend more money on healthcare than any other country in the world. It's it's, it's egregious. Okay. I mean, uh, see, when I when I, I remember when uh. In the U.S., one time I had to go get an x-ray procedure done. This was like, oh my God, like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, right? I had to go get an x-ray procedure done. <clears throat> In the U.S., of course, they abscond what the actual price is. They obfuscate what the price is. They hide it. They don't want to show it to you, right? They don't want to show you the cost. So you get an x-ray, it's like, you're like, oh my God, $3,000? What the fuck is going on here? I remember traveling abroad and I had the same medical procedure done. It cost me 300 bucks. Like what the hell is the disparity? Now I, I understand when you, you know, you make adjustments for, for, for the, you know, the currency and all that, but there is no reason why medical procedures here cost a, a, a thousand times more. And don't tell me we have, that's because we have, we have the top doctors in the world, the best medical care in the world. We don't, we don't, we don't have the best medical care in the world. We're some of the most unhealthiest people on God's green earth. Give me a break. Give me a break. So this is what happens, folks. There's a financial incentive to fudge the numbers. There's a financial incentive to throw you on a ventilator and kill you. 
After all, you're all sheep. I mean, here's this, Siege. Look. Um, I'm, I'm back, V. Sorry about that. You probably like called it. me out, but I had to run to get the, the door real quick. No you know, you, you yeah. bring up such a, a fascinating point, V, and that's that, you know, I've, I've evolved. Over the last several years, I've evolved because I was never one to really advocate and support for any type of, um, you know, health care as a, I don't want to say you use the word universal care, but I've, I've evolved into understanding that I think health care is a basic human right. 100%. And, I believe that. And, 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 I, and I believe that. And, and the reason why I've evolved from that is because when you, when you look at the massive amount of, of corruption, when you look at the amount of, of um, things that, that the medical community do, and, and there's good and bad actors, and I've said this numerous times in every type of profession, but they became, they, they, they've evolved into profit centers, right? So insurance companies will, will, will gouge you. And part of that problem is, is that we have no type of benefit issued into being healthy. There's no compensation. There's no benefit into being a healthy individual. So, so, so therefore the people who are unhealthy, unhealthy lifestyles and treatment are going to be a constant drain on the system. And meanwhile, people who exercise, people who eat healthy, there's no compensation. They don't get like a rebate. Do I get a rebate? Like at the end of the year that says, yeah, you spent $1,000 a month on your healthcare premiums. You you didn't you only went to the doctor three times because I don't I don't go to the doctor uh, and here's here's your here's your money back no you don't get that no. what happens instead is that the unhealthy people the people that go to McDonald's the people that go to the gas stations for their big gulp sodas the soda they drain the system so therefore that's not an equal playing field so so in order to equal that playing field what needs to happen is is that there needs to be a system in place so and, and again I don't. I, I don't want to get into the to the weeds with this because it could be a long conversation, but I, I firmly have adjusted and to believe that healthcare is a basic right. Yep. Now, how we get there, that's a million dollar question. But what it what it can't be is the current model that we're witnessing taking place where healthcare systems have become such a financial mechanisms with with hospitals, with insurance billing with government dollars rolling into that it's it's it, the, the system is broken. I don't, and I don't know what the answer is, but we don't have adults in the room to have that conversation no. that needs to take place to transition into something that benefits everyone, including you want to benefit everyone. You a communist <laughs> CJ. You a, I'm, I'm you a, a socialist. socialist. I'm officially communist. a socialist. V. I'm a socialist. <laughs> Go ahead. Label me that. That's fine. <laughs> I've been it's called worse by family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's unbelievable because, like CJ said, is, is is absolutely right. We can't have an adult discussion. Okay, look, let me explain something to you guys. This ain't seven. This is not the seventeen hundreds or the eighteen hundreds or the nineteen hundreds. It's not. Society in in general has gotten exponentially much more complex. Okay, and there's exponential wealth. I don't want you know. I used to be like you know, <laughs> I used to be like, man, we should just decentralize the whole entire thing, make it a hundred percent, a thousand percent free market, and then all the costs will come down, and we all have the most competitive healthcare, which would, which would be great. But that's not going to work in reality. See, oftentimes, I uh, see, I, I, like my libertarian brethren, unlike my libertarian brethren, notice one thing. And that's one thing is called reality. I don't assume to live in this world and expect that the majority of human beings would live and conduct their, their business and their wherewithals similar to me. That's stupid, Right. Like think about it, like the, the whole libertarian view of, uh, or the whole entire conservative, you know, capitalist viewpoint when it comes to um, uh, markets. Hey, that's great, but 
But then you apply that whole market philosophy into something like healthcare. I think there's at some point where you're taking a, a, a round peg and trying to stick it through a square hole. Mm. I don't think it works. I think there should be a system in place because there needs to be a social system in place where Americans are not financially ruined because they have a health crisis. And that is something that you see happen all the time. There's a problem with that. Now, I'm no fan of Michael Moore. I can't stand the guy. But you want to know something? Like I could, I could dissect any single one of his documentaries and break it down without, without any sort of trouble. Capitalism love story, I could, I could spin that on its head. I could, you know, his gun control thing, I could spin that on its head. But there's one movie he said that he put out Right, I even you know shrug my shoulders and be like, you know what? I really can't argue with this. I really can't. Now we can argue about how we get to there, what are the costs involved, and how to really do it. But that, it's that movie, Sicko. See, have you seen Sicko? I have not, but I'm going to write it down right now and put it in my you queue. You need to. I challenge anybody to watch that. They'll just, just, just you know, refrain from the the knee jerk reactions you would have inside of you just by me mentioning Michael Moore and in one of his films. Again, I am no fan. I can't stand the guy. I'll, I'll throw him out of a, a skyscraper window. I don't care. <laughs> I don't like him. He looks like he looks like a fat Rosie O'Donnell in drag. I don't like him, right? But the fact remains, I cannot argue with his materials. There's a problem when you live in a country that has spent thirty-seven trillion dollars in perpetual war, in unrelenting warfare throughout the world. There's a problem when you spent $37 trillion in war. There's a problem when you spent hundreds of trillions of dollars in financial scams, okay, and the casino gulag that we call the United States. There's a problem, and then you have articles where, where you see, we've shared this before with Gus, where you see this seven-year-old girl, she's like, well, I start... I hope I could pray for my brain surgery. And here she is, a seven-year-old girl in Alabama selling lemonade to pray to pay for her tumor, her 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 brain surgery. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you have eight trillion dollars wasted in Afghanistan. So there should be a healthcare uh, 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 um, uh, safety net in place that people are not financially ruined because all of a sudden there's a medical emergency, and we know for a fact that the average American. Years ago, before this whole pandemic started, was two paychecks away from being homeless. How much more of that has increased exponentially? Most Americans are a are a medical disaster away from having their lives ruined. This has got to stop. CJ, do you realize China actually pays people to get better? I did not know that. Now, now I'm going to sound like a real communist now. Ooh, a communist sympathizer. It's Red V, the Red Gorilla. He showed up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they actually incentivize people that if you kick your meds, if you have high blood pressure, okay, or you have diabetes or you're obese, and all of a sudden you start exercising, eating right, working out, and you kick your meds, guess what? You get a couple hundred dollars a mo- uh, for that month from the government. Here you go. Oh my God! How those evil communists, so bloody evil. Even though China's 
more capitalists than we are. Okay. But how come they can do it, but we can't? Oh, well, you got to understand they're a complete homogenous society and their economy is not as complex as ours. And this is what you hear from the right, the, the talking heads like that, 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 that kid, Ben Shapiro. He's, he's good at debating college kids, but it'll come to some real issues. I'd, I'd, I'd love to shred him. Yeah. I we would should shred him on anything geostrategic or geopolitical. I'd wreck him on economics. But, um, but this is the argument here. They're, they're a completely homogenous society. They don't have an advanced economy. No, correction. Their economy is way ahead of ours. Their actual real Chinese economy is about two and a half times bigger than the U.S. economy. Actual. Facts. Okay? So their economy is bigger. Okay? It's more, their markets are more liquid. And even with all the hoopla, it still has a lot less debt than we do, number one. And number two, their debt is not systemic, unlike ours. And yet they can afford to give a cash bonus to a person who's able to kick their blood pressure medications. What do we do, CJ? Nothing. We do absolutely nothing. Right? You're on high blood pressure medications. Yes, I am on. I'm on low pressure, but all of a sudden I get shaky legs. Every time I walk, I get shaky legs and my legs are shaking. Well, you got shaking leg syndrome. Here's another med for you. How are you doing on your high blood pressure and your shaking leg syndrome? Well, I'm doing quite terrible, but now I have acid reflux. Well, here's an acid reflux medication. And all they're doing is giving you more and more pills, more and more pills for every single symptom or every single side effect that is caused by the medications you're taking. Until you're like either one of those, those, those uh, fentanyl-laced zombies walking around in Pennsylvania or in San Francisco, or you're one of them old people where you're 60, but you look like you're 90, and you're hunched over, and you can barely walk. It's insanity, Siege. It's insanity. When you started speaking about uh, China and financials, I, I, I want to work really hard. I'm going to make it a goal by the end of the October, V, that we get Michael Hudson to do an interview with us. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be important. If you haven't, you know, researched or listened to Michael Hudson talk, he's the author of the book called super imperialism, the origins and fundamentals of U S world dominance. Yes. Um, but the guy gets a lot, right? Like he he's actually being paid by like education facilities, the, you know, just, and, and he speaks volumes to truth in terms of, you know, what, what, what's happened, I'm not going to hash it out, out all here, but why I say that is because it's important in terms of understanding, you know, what we've exported V and, and we, we switch completely from any type of, industrial type manufacturing export based trade into strictly just financial falsehoods. You know, we we've all we've done is, you know, the last 30, 40 years is export, you know, dollars and, and debt, you know, versus any type of industrial manufacturing capability. And that's completely opposite of what China did. And it's really that simple. So China's manufacturing and they're making a, a lot of shit. And and we're not. We're we're at, we're exporting war exporting military equipment and and it's concentrated upon what the top one percent you know believe in it's just the economics of it the economics drive drivers of everything that we always discuss is is always there it's always key into you know what's happening v i want to show you how insane our leadership is first i want to i i I was going to start with this later but i'm going to bring this up and then we'll play tuck real quick see bring up that rt article with blinken ah 
So in the, in, the, in the midst of the chaos, and by the way, the congressmen and the politicians of the United States have, through their edict, are going to exempt themselves from any vaccine mandate, by the way, folks. Rules for thee, but not for me. Just like Facebook says, yeah, we don't, we don't, uh, ban- we don't censor uh, celebrities and politicians who are of like mind. Rules for thee, but not for me. Blinken defends chaotic Kabul withdrawal, says Biden administration is now focused on threat to Afghan LGBTQI plus 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 hyphen hyphen uh, XTUV community. (laughs) I want to vomit. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who is the poster child of the demented brain rotted West. You'll probably see Biden up there, Blinken, and Austin. Those three morons. Austin, the affirmative action hire. Blinken denied accusations of a botched retreat from Afghanistan. Yeah, it never happened. Uh, those images you've seen, folks, of a C-17 taking off on a runway, that, that was a CGI. That wasn't real. And there are people that literally believe it's a CGI plane. It wasn't real. No, folks, that, that, that was real. That's a real C-17. I say this. As a diehard aviation enthusiast, blaming the Trump administration for any failures and saying Washington is focused on protecting Washington. <laughs> Washington is focused on protecting LGBTQ and other vulnerable Afghans. This guy's this guy is out of his own gourd. Why did I bring this stupid news up? Not just because it's funny. Not just because it's stupid. I brought this up because I wanted to highlight something for you guys. You see, when you read things from Blinken like this, and when you read some of the foreign policy papers written by the Council on Foreign Relations and any one of these other think tanks out there, the Rand Corporation and this, that, and the other, when you read the, the papers that these people put out, If you didn't know any better, if you didn't know geopolitics, if you didn't know about the multipolar world, you would actually think that these folks are speaking with some level of temerity when it comes to truth and reality on the ground. But that's not the case. They're not speaking with that. You start to realize when you understand the great game, the entire geopolitical game that we're involved in right now, it becomes abundantly clear to you that every single one of these things that these people are morons. This is a sneak peek not only into their thinking, but their entire worldview. Their entire worldview that is so warped, they think that the, that the rest of the world thinks like them. This is amazing. And this is what Blinken says. Thank you. For rightly putting the spotlight on the concerns of the LGBTQI. Now there's an I plus in there. It's not enough, Siege. <laughs> oh, God, dear Lord. But this, the, this alphabet keeps growing, bro. It does. It does. Oh. Pretty soon it's going to be like, you know, you're not going to be able to enough, enough characters to fit in any type of post. But no. It's <clears> a never-ending <throat> acronym. It's a never-ending acronym. La, 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 la. The LGBTQI plus community in Afghanistan in particular the threat they find themselves under. I, 
this so this is going to sound uh, good. No, uh, no, this is going to sound crazy, but I think in in a lot of ways that we owe uh, Joe Biden a huge thank you. Oh yeah, we 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 owe him a huge thank you because the policies that we're witnessing, the absolute stupidity in terms of articles similar to this are what's forcing the balkanization of our country. We're, we're seeing the lines being decided. Yeah. We're seeing definitively the, the what their their future is, what it, what it upholds, the, everything from the, the, the mandatory jab, everything that we're witnessing, we should be thankful for that because that's really going to force into America into the future of where we need to go to. And that's, Dividing up our country and right. and separating the the uh, the United States of, of America. That's what needs to take place. Now, there you mentioned his name. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate tweets. I'm going to hate a lot of messages for saying this, but there's a real danger that's coming at us real quick in terms of this. We need to let let it's going to be painful, but we need to let Biden go full speed through this. Yes, we need to let him go full speed. Let him yes. usher all this bullshit in. Let, let's go ahead and allow this to happen where we see state governors and the state attorney general stand up against the federal government and say, bullshit, we're not going to allow this to happen. Let's let this exp- be their narrative. Let's let this be exposed. Let's let this play out. Let's not resist it so much. Let's be thankful that they're showing their true colors. And, and you're going to say, you know, so, so I'm going to challenge everyone to think through that. But there's a real danger. There's a real danger that's imminent, that's coming at us full speed and that's 2024 Mm. and that danger is this that's the danger that we can reverse this course that that's our natural progression in terms of the balkanization of our country and that it's going to be meaningful for donald trump to seek re-election in 2024 that's the danger because it serves absolutely no purpose right it serves absolutely no purpose to think that Trump is going to get reelected in 2024 and it's going to make any difference. All that's going to do is slow down the natural progression of what needs to happen because people are going to be led to believe that it's going to make a difference. And it's not stop thinking of the United States as, as a whole. We're, we're truly not We're we, we need to allow this to happen. We need to allow the balkanization. We've been talking about the narrative, the importance of moving to get yourself in a safe state of where, where it needs to happen. Let's let the dominoes fall. Let's let them take place instead of instead of just kicking the can down the road and pretending that our elections are meaningful and we'll be here for the next 16, 24, 30 years. How many arguing the same point of something that needs to take place? So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that Joe Biden is, is exposing all this, his view of 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 federalism in terms of 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 the federal government dictates all rights over the states in terms of the individuals. Let's let these governors have it out and we'll be there to defend in our states where we need to be and fighting the smaller battles within the states versus the federal side, which is pointless. Yeah. 100% very well said. I see you, you called this from the beginning, that the fight should be at the state and local level. And the greatest gift, in fact, I was, you know, was mentioning this with my better half the last night. I said, you know, the best thing that has happened is with Biden. He's galvanizing us. He's galvanizing us. Like, we are so hyper-aware of everything that this miscreant is doing that it's, it, it, it's refreshing. And, and, and Siege, every single day that, goes, that drops off the calendar, like you said, the battle lines are becoming clearer and clearer 
and clearer. We are such a divided country, and you want to know something, man? I love it. I love it. Because we, who are the majority, will finally get the country that we want. Let the libtards go live in their coastal cities. Have at it. Let them get, let them swirl the toilet bowl of Build Back Better. Let them go into their Green New Deal. Let them go ahead about, you know, switching to a complete soy-based diet and abstaining from animal products. Let them go ahead and, and have solar power to power their, their wind chimes. Okay? Let them do all that crap. Meanwhile, we'll have industry. We'll have manufacturing. We'll cut deals with the Russians and the Chinese. We'll be part of the multipolar world. And we'll plan our next mission to Mars. That's what we'll mm. be doing. Yep, absolutely. Unreal. Hey, play that thing from from uh, Tuck, and then we'll, we'll we'll talk about the other nitwit, the moron who was dressed in a Chick Fil A bag. Which, uh, <laughs> okay. Here's something, for example, that's been happening at sporting events recently. Now, you may agree with that or not, but think about it for a second. It's kind of a weird thing to chant at a game. Joe Biden's not on the field, so why are the fans swearing at Joe Biden? Because they're mad. What are they mad about? Maybe they know they're being played. Maybe they know perfectly well that no matter what Joe Biden and his minions say in public, COVID, bad as it is, isn't even close to the greatest crisis this country actually faces right now. And now there is white supremacy, by the way or the mullahs in Iran, or ISIS-K, or whatever bloated threat the industrial lie machine has manufactured this week for you to fear. Most people understand it's all crap, and they know it's crap because they live here. And they know the greatest crisis that America actually faces is the disintegration of America itself, and not just the social fabric. What do we all have in common again? More than that, the physical reality of the country is disintegrating, the buildings, the natural landscape, and above all, the people. A lot of them are falling apart. Look around. Yes, Americans are dying in large numbers, but it's not from a Chinese flu virus. The real dangers to the population are much more obvious than that, and they're omnipresent. It's loneliness. It's suicide. It's fast food. It's broken relationships. It's Xanax and fentanyl and cheap beer. Americans are dying in large numbers of self-inflicted deaths caused by sadness and neglect. That is true. The footage we're about to show you makes this point. It was shot in downtown Philadelphia not long ago, but it could have been in nearly any big city in America, Chicago or San Francisco or Seattle or New York or Washington, D.C., pick one. And the video is not a secret. It has millions of hits on YouTube. And here's the interesting thing. No one in Washington, we've heard, has mentioned it. Do you see that? Hmm. Right there on the screen. That's the real crisis that we face. It's right in front of us. The walking dead haunting our cities and forgotten rural towns. How did they get there? There are hundreds and hundreds of them just in Philadelphia, shuffling, moaning, shooting up, dying, all under daylight in a major American city. And by the way, right down the street from where our founding documents were written. Imagine the selfless geniuses who framed our Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, returning 250 years later to see what their country has become. So that is the actual crisis that we face. It's the degradation of our people. But rather than fix it or care about it, which is the first step toward fixing it, they increase the degradation. 
bow to our will or we'll punish you. Violate your own beliefs. Give us your dignity. At the very moment when the American population desperately needs to be loved, helped, understood, uplifted, they're being degraded and punished by their leaders. How's that going to end? Now let's pull up the picture of the chick with the, who's wearing the Chick-fil-A bag. Where is she? There, oh, there she is. There she is. Massless <laughs> AOC attends the elite $50,000 per ticket Met Gala in New York City. Let's hit that play. This, this bimbo, this airhead. This attention-starved airhead who was swinging drinks and God knows what else before she became a congresswoman. The Rich, what a model, AOC. What up? I didn't know you model as well. Damn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Rich, what a model. I, I, I mean, look how tone deaf this bimbo is. Right? Right there. <laughs> this idiot wears a, 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 I don't know, $10,000, $12,000, $15,000 dress, which looks like a Chick-fil-A bag. CJ, do we have a picture of a Chick-fil-A bag somewhere? Um, we we probably do. I think someone posted a meme of yeah the, of Chick Fil A thanking her for. Oh, there it is, right there. Like, who who wore it better? There it is. I think Chick Fil A wore it better, bro. Yeah, I think Chick Fil A definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So this bimbo, okay, is out there in a in a thirty to fifty thousand dollar a plate Met Gala. All right, with a very expensive dress on made by some some you know flaming designer from Italy. And she has tax the rich. Look how tone deaf this bimbo is. Absolutely she doesn't realize that the real working rich here that are in this country, the ones who are really economically successful, pay for the majority of the taxes. She doesn't want to she doesn't want to admit that. Tax the rich. See, they, they, like I said before the other day, Siege, before our venerable broadcast yesterday was taken down, one of the things that there, liberals don't know about is Gershom's Law. Mm. Money goes where it's treated well. Go ahead, brother. No, there there could be an argument, though. There there could be an argument to that, and that's the – I don't understand it yet because I've been listening to conversation, and, and maybe we can get Eric on the next show. He He's not going to be on today. He's got he's got a full schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Matthew Eric, the strategic arrow, uh, will be – uh, next week, but understanding like the whole China thing, how they destroyed their entire uh, military vessels, V, and how they purposely have you, you've heard this narrative before or not? No, they no. purposely deconstruct. They, I'll, I'll send you a link, we'll do We'll discuss it off air. But, um, in, in terms of some of the control mechanisms, and one could argue here in the United States that would there be any call to really to strip and to uh, beat down some of these corporations, Amazon, Google, you know, um, they're not Google. I can't remember that, the name of the agency, Apple. but there would be any reason to strip all these companies of their profits or revenue and use that to, to, to pay down debt to whatever, to strip these companies and bring them down. Uh, because we have witnessed that, like there's a fundamental flaw in capitalism in our country. And that's the 1% continue to gain. Mm-hmm. There's a belief system and the mechanism that the, uh, the, the 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 Security Exchange Commission that's going to put in place to really keep these companies from uh, obtaining the monopolies and the growth that they have is going to be in place. But it's 
but it's flawed. It's, it's, it hasn't happened. And, and again, I'm sounding like a socialist and all these things, but it, it's not, it's not good. It's not good for our country that, that there's certain corporations who dictate and who can really change public policy as it relates to any type of um, a policy that's being vindicated or, or put out because of their beliefs as a corporation. I, I could, you know, I'm not saying tax the rich. I'm not, I'm not saying all that, but when you, when you look at like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. And when we witness for the past 30 years, the, the extraction of wealth from the middle class to the top 1%, something is definitely broken. So I could definitely support stripping these companies, Amazon, taking their profits and everything and using it for public debt, pay down, whatever we need to happen. Uh, but not maybe in the form of taxes. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the right thing to do. But there's there is an argument. Something's broken. AOC's argument around it is stupidity because of of going to a thirty thousand dollar per ticket, you know, gala and saying tax the rich. But v, there's 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 something there that's broken in our country. We just need to identify it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because the fact of the matter is, we don't have capitalism in this country. We have cartelism. I've been saying it for years. We have cartelism. You go buy a cell phone, CJ. Who are the three companies you deal with? AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. You go buy a car. Who are the three companies you're dealing with? GM, Ford, or, or Chrysler, right? Or whatever they're being called this week, right? <laughs> Stellantis, excuse me. Chrysler is now Stellantis. What a dumb name. <laughs> okay. You go buy a health insurance. Who are you going to deal with? Aetna, right? Uh, U.S. Health and uh, Cigna, right? You go buy... Um, uh, uh, I don't know. You go buy video games. Who are you dealing with? Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo, right? You go buy. Uh, I mean, you name. I can go down the list. Everything you 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 go into a supermarket. Like, oh my god, I have so much choice in the supermarket. No, you don't. The thousands of brands, quote unquote, that you see out there are actually owned by three to four different companies. Who owns all the media? Three to four different companies. Who owns all the uh the the defense contractors? Three to four defense contractors. It's all cartels, and in a capitalist system, that would never happen. In a capitalist system, you won't have too big to fail. In a capitalist system, you won't have companies like Amazon existing and thriving, making money on nothing. They make no money. How do you have a stock valuation in the trillions of dollars? You barely make money. It's ridiculous. This is warped. 40% of the companies that are on the Dow Jones Industrial make no money. 40% make no money. Some of those companies have higher valuations than ExxonMobil. Explain that to me. Like, what in God's name is going on here? Look, the great equalizer is coming. And that's the economic collapse. And I cannot, I for one cannot wait till it happens. Is it good? Is it evil? No, it's necessary. Hmm. It's necessary. Stop seeing it as good and evil. Start seeing it as necessary. It needs to be purged. The government is living off the fact that it can print money without any sort of recourse. It can print with, with abandon. But when the collapse occurs, that stops. When the collapse occurs, when the economic collapse occurs, Washington, D.C. will be no more, and then we could all celebrate. Amen. Anyway, Siege, we're at the end of the show. Uh, anything else you want to cover, brother? Yeah, just real quick. The replay for this show will be uploaded to roguenews.com. It's going to be immediately taken down if you're on any type of you know YouTube platform. 
And uh, what V said is just so important. So go to roadnews.com, scroll down to the bottom, put your email address in so, so that way you can uh, keep in tune to all of our different shows, everything that we're working on. Um, it's it's the future and we and we need everyone's help, not only those in the in the Discord channel. Um, and we're gonna do our very best to to help people navigate through the economic reset, through the challenges that we're we're gonna be facing. Um, it's it's inevitable that's gonna happen, V. So on YouTube going forward, starting next week, we're only gonna give a two to three minute blurb of what the hell we're talking about. Everything else will be exclusively on roguenews.com, but it will be streamed live across all the other platforms that we utilize like Twitch and DLive and all this other stuff, but it will always be on roguenews.com. So you can catch it there when we go live. So it's going to be pretty awesome. And with that being said, Siege, we're at the end of the broadcast. Folks, we'll be back tomorrow. We got Gus Dimasan with Cuss with Gus. And with that being said, take it away, CJ.